Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's Sports Station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giannato and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producing the program for us. Glad that he's with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist in the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth, best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. It's a great day. Come on. It's, a, it's opening day in Memphis for the NBA. I believe I heard Jeff say earlier this morning, 23rd season in Memphis for the Grizzlies. I think 01 was the first season, yeah. Um, I'm excited. You know, I I was a week ago, if you had asked me, you know, we were talking about on the show, like, are you ready for NBA season to start? And I would have, you know, I, we both said, no, not really. We're like, we're last just, night confirmed it. I watched both games, and I'm like, it's too much. It's, it's too much oh, right see, now. I'm, I felt like last night I watched the games, I was like, all right. Here we go. I mean, it was nice that we had two games in which, as soon as it tipped, I was like, F the Lakers and then F the Warriors. Mm -hmm. Um, Good results last night. Good results for that. But it's still, I don't know, like, it was just, even my wife commented, she goes, doesn't it just feel too soon for basketball? And I'm I'm still there. Well, we found out yesterday also that it's going to start around this time next year, too. So this is, this is. What a surprise. Remember, we, yeah, it is sort of Halloween. You know, we're close to Halloween, as, as Boom would say. You know, costumes are out. You know, getting the costumes ready. It's almost Halloween time. That means it's NBA season. Because they've declared it so. There's a difference between they're declaring it NBA season and you know that it feels right. Well, here's the question. Would you? Do you think you'd feel a little differently if we hadn't had these uh, let's just be weird it's a little bit of a weird excitement you're excited that it's back but also like the way this preseason ultimately has wound up it looked like it was shaping up to be a good preseason for the Grizzlies and then the last week or so it was like the Morant story hits and people got upset about that and they had to you know the team had to kind of respond to that a little bit and then obviously the bad news on Sunday about Steven Adams season ending knee surgery and then, oh, by the way, just in case there wasn't enough bad stuff, Santi Aldama sprained his ankle in practice well, yesterday, surprise! and he can't play tonight. Saw him walking around at shoot-around, Jeffrey. D- doesn't look serious, but, like, the reality is they have, like, three games and four nights here to start the season. His ankle was, like, band, you know, was kind of taped up pretty good. Like, he was he was walking, 
but had a limp, you know, and so it doesn't look serious whatsoever. Day-to-day sounds about right. But when you have three games in four nights, like, you know, I don't know, he might miss the first three, four games. Yeah, I guess I think what has happened recently has maybe tamped down the enthusiasm, Mm -hmm. like, for everyone. I would still compare this to, did you ever just have that summer that got away from you? And you just woke up at one point, and you're like, oh, my, oh my God. God. Two weeks is two exactly. weeks school yeah, like, it's, it's book It's book buyback day or whatever, book sale day. Like, that's kind of what it feels like right now. It's, eh, I didn't do the summer reading. I, I, I didn't get, you know, I, I didn't get all wrapped up in the NBA this summer. And it's like, oops, here it is. Well, it's here. We got a game tonight. Grizzlies, Pelicans, 7 o'clock. You can listen to it right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. We are going to talk about it here to start and buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. Also, well, the latest. To your point, though, like that's that's kind of also why I would say it's the summer. The summer got away from me. School snuck up on me. Mm-hmm. I am still like excited to see my guys again. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got the crew back. Yeah, like, everyone's you know, going to be back in yeah. FedEx Forum together. Correct. It'll be. And I like that it's back on a Wednesday. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's not a Friday where I have to move the whole, you know, move my whole schedule around, try to figure out. All right, do I have an MUS game? Thank God that's a Thursday game this week. Mm-hmm. This week, Also, shout out to, I don't know if it was the TWSA or the High School Refs Association locally, the move of... It's the refs. It's because they moved games to Thursday in correct. the past so couple the, years because they don't so, have enough refs. So, but, well, for a while they were, they were getting refs that were not qualified. Mm-hmm. The officiating since they've done this has been so much better. There like, noticeably better. So shout out to everyone that was involved in decision making. Yeah. See, I can, I can give out praise. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, 240 or so, David Cobb will join us. We'll talk college football, college basketball with him. 3 o'clock or so, we'll get into the list. We've got an update on Mikey Williams. Uh, Not a good update. Uh, We've also got an update on the conference membership of the AAC. What is the opposite of a plea deal? Like, shouldn't you be getting felonies reduced instead of added? (sighs) Oh, I will say, I did have... A buddy in a group chat because I have some San Diego guys. Mm. One of the all-time great spin zones for Mikey Williams. Okay. We'll do that during the list. We'll do that. I'll in read the list. that one. Also, we've got a World Series, not the World Series. You know the the quote unquote TV execs no, no, one. The coastal elites. Yeah, but we got a World Series. You know what's super weird? When did we decide to like take the side of TV execs? Like, oh, what is good for them is actually good for the sport. No, that's what's good for them. <laughs> and well, like, somehow that like became the rooting interest. So bizarre. Great baseball game last night. Great game. Great game. It was, it was the purest game. It was uh, a great game. It was a great game. And uh, and then uh, we'll uh, wrap things up. We'll get you ready for that Grizzlies-Pelican games. But let's start things off with a little buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. It's that time on 92.9's Giannato and Jeffrey show, where we either buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. All right, Jeffrey, let's start with a little Grizzlies on buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit today. Um, obviously, the expectations, certainly nationally, if they aren't weren't already tamped down a bit since the Stephen Adams injury, they're tamped down a bit. Today, Zach Lowe over at... ESPN.com came out with, I guess, his annual tiers uh, feature where he he lists all the NBA teams in terms of their tiers. 
And so here's where he's It's tier by conference though, correct? Yeah, it's like it's kind of it's like a it's a neat neat way to kind of group all the teams. Yes, it, it's more by conference ranking teams by conference. Let's use a different word. Clean. Yeah. Not neat. Neat makes it be, seem like that it's super creative. Okay. And it's I really, think it's kind of creative. No, it's not. Okay, fine. Um ranking so, in t- yeah, You think tiering something is he basically, yeah, you're right. No, no, we're not going to move past it. You were acting right, like it was you're right. clever. You're right. You're right. I like the feature. Let's just put it that way. But you're that's right. Fine. It's not necessarily. You like that Zach doesn't Lowe. make that's it, fine. That but- doesn't make necessarily make it original. I think I, it's to your point. Um, all right. So the top tier is called the inner circle, and it's Denver, Milwaukee, Boston, Phoenix. Those are kind of those. To him, those are the title favorites, if you will, the four title favorites. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I'm. Tr- can you think of another one that you think should be there? Because I don't think anyone else in the East should be there. Because no. I don't think the Heat belong there. We know Philly. I mean, the question is if you want to put the Lakers or Golden State in there. I do and not. I don't think I would. Because um, they are then the second tier, the second sanctum. And then there's a there's a qualifier, assuming they make the playoffs. Uh, Golden State and the Lakers. Um, and so, in his mind, it's like, if they get to the playoffs, they are serious threat. You know, like the Lakers last year. They got to the playoffs, even though they had to do it through the play-in. And they became a very serious threat because of the pl- people on their roster. Until they played Denver. <laughs> Until they played Denver. And they saw last night. Uh, they haven't figured that one out yet. Uh, best other shots at the top six, West version. So, you know, so, you know, best best shot at being in the top six is, a, you know, if we're to say Denver, Phoenix, L.A., and uh, Golden State are the top four in the West, according to Zach Lowe. The next two in his mind. Minnesota and Sacramento. So the best shot at the top six. And then the next tier was Cleveland got a tier of their own. He basically thinks they're going to be in the top six of the East. And then his best shot at the top six in the East were New York, Miami, Philly, and Atlanta um, for the East. I still feel like Atlanta and Minnesota are the same thing to me in which – I feel like uh, people We're a little ahead of ourselves. People around the league seem to have a higher opinion than what the results show. At least Atlanta has been to a conference finals in the last mm, two, three kind years. Of. COVID, was, COVID year, COVID year. Um, I mean, it was what is a step above the bubble? That's what that is. Um, there were crowds that. Well, I don't. That's I mean, what I'm saying. It was a step above. Yeah, it's bubble. Bubble championships the least important. Mm-hmm. Sorry, LeBron stands. Mm-hmm. So you're giving you're saying Milwaukee's championship is, is not that not not that great. It's less impressive than it's less impressive than last year's. Um, well, that's why Giannis resigned. He's got to go. Exactly. He's got to go. He's got to get a real. real got to get a real title. He's got to get a real one. The next tier was all East teams, five teams, and the, he basically fought the five teams fighting for the last three spots of the playoffs. In his mind, in the East are Brooklyn, Toronto, Chicago, Indiana, Orlando. Whatever. Sure, is that 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 category should just be. Who cares? Yeah. Um, and then here's where he had the Grizzlies. Worried in the West. So essentially the third tier. No, fourth tier of the Western Conference in his mind. Worried in the West. Um, he's got Oklahoma City, New Orleans, Memphis, the Clippers, and Dallas. So that's that's the tier he has the Grizzlies in. And he notes, do you want me to read what he wrote about the Grizzlies? Sure. Okay. My editors will attest that Memphis was slated for this tier even before the sad news of Stephen Adams' season-ending knee injury. This is Zach Lowe at ESPN.com. 
rumblings that Adams wasn't quite right had been circulating among league insiders for months. Don't like that sense. I hate when people do that after the fact. John, it's like if you if the rumors were circling, why didn't you report it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't like that. Whatever. But yeah, I, I, he's not the only one who does that. Yeah. No. He's, no, he's far from the only yes. one that does that. <laughs> John Morant will miss the first 25 games for conduct detrimental to the league. The Grizzlies' offense has been hit or miss without him. But I want to go back to that real quick. If they've been circulating among insiders for months, like what are we talking about? If, if that's actually true, it makes the fact that they didn't sign like a big man in the offseason even worse or acquire one even worse. That's why I don't know if I like want to, eh, you know. The only thing that, that's that the question that it raises for me is, were the Grizzlies privy to those conversations? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So, yes, John Morant will miss tw- first 25 games. The Grizzlies offense has been hit or miss without him. Their defense reaches another level of snarling physicality in those games, which is why Memphis has done so well two years running in Morant's absence. But they were immortal 11-10 and 10 without him last season, and Tyus Jones, steady hand on the good ship Grizz, is gone. Flipping two or three of those wins to losses, something like an 11-14 and 14 start, would be enough to put Memphis in danger of missing out on a top six seed. Marcus Smart is here, but the Grizz have to find a newish identity on the fly without several key players. Depth was already a concern before the Adams news. Brandon Clark, their most important holdover reserve, will miss a chunk of the season recovering from an Achilles tear. Chunk. Yeah, that's, yeah. The rest of the bench, now that Xavier Tillman Sr. may start, is a bit of a mystery box. Even one guy who feels like a proven commodity, Luke Kennard, loses the confidence of his coaching staff for parts of every season. Morant is not guaranteed to play the remaining 57 games. Almost every player gets hurt. The an- almost every player gets hurt. The anonymous team sources speaking in the recent ESPN.com piece about Morant did not exactly project confidence. He has passed everything. One wild card year, even after trading two first-round picks and Jones in the smart deal, Memphis controls all its own first-rounders and has a bunch of mid-sized salaries handy in trades. They have the goods to upgrade if they want. So buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. Based on that explanation from Zach Lowe, the tears I just gave you, Jeffrey. Buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. Uh, the Grizzlies should be in this tier. Worried, the worried in the West tier, along with Oklahoma City, New Orleans, the Clippers, and Dallas. I'm going to short this. Mm. I'm going to short this because... I think that enough people are going to buy this argument mm-hmm. that I think the price is wrong. Mm. I do think what gets completely because Ja is what he is, which is superstar. Ja gets all of the attention for better or worse. Jaron had a very, very good year last year, especially the last twenty-five, thirty games when Ja was out. You know, or like and, when Ja well, was not more, the same, if you will. Well, and also when he was suspended. Yeah. Jaron took over offensively. Mm -hmm. Before Desmond got hurt last year, he was on pace for an unbelievable season. Now that was again people say that it was like a small sample size, but I agree. It was was only like three, four weeks essentially. But he was yes, he was cooking. I wrote a column that said like, oh my gosh, if this is the Desmond Bain that we're about to we're getting, like oh my gosh, correct. He uh, there's no question post. Post injury, like he was He's fine. still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he was. He looked, but he, there was something missing. Correct, You're right? But I have felt throughout. From again, I don't overreact to preseason, but I thought they've both looked really good in the preseason. Like I, they look like they're ready to go. If you well, will. and I think I think Desmond Bain. They, some of the players have alluded to it. He's carrying himself differently now. 
He's got the contract. Yeah, I totally agree. It sounds like he's like become, you know, like they challenged him to be a leader, him and Jaron, partly because, you know, the plans to have Jaws the leader, like you can't really do it right now. You know, like Jaws not in a place where he can be a leader of this team. I mean, I think he's certainly also, you can't market him. Like you can't brand but I'm him. Just as, even, I'm not even yeah. talking about the PR part. I'm talking about like in the locker he's gonna room. He's going to miss a quarter of the year. In the locker yeah. room, you can tell. Desmond Bain is carrying himself differently. I've really liked I, – I agree with you. I've liked what I've seen from him this preseason, both on the court and, again, just like demeanor, how he's carrying himself. He's carrying himself like he's one of the best players in the league. And furthermore, yes, you have a front court issue, mm-hmm. and I'm not ignoring that. But Marcus Smart is still, what, a top 75 player? I, I think it's being – like when I watch that – preseason game on Friday I was struck by and I you know it's not like he, he he never has done this before but I was just struck by watching him play I'm going man like obviously he is a better playmaker than Dylan Brooks but watching it in action like he is a significant upgrade as a playmaker offensively in the half court over Dylan Brooks to your point it's a completely different thing to can like to theoretically understand, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this guy's a better playmaker. It's another thing when you see it and you're like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. kind of like what I mean. Now, it was interesting today down at shoot-around, you know, like, they are going – what's going to be interesting is Luke Kennard alluded to, like, they've been instituting – like, some of the stuff they were planning to do has had to be thrown out the window sure. temporarily, um, at least. And there was talk – I mean, I think they're going to shoot a lot more three-pointers. I, I think they're going to – I think when he says they're going to be – learning how to play a different like they have to find a newish style on the fly like i think from the hearing from the players that is exactly what's happening right now like on the fly they're having to try and well, figure I, out I, a different way to there it's going to be a little different than they planned the reali- because of all this the reality is it's not a good half court offense to begin with mm-hmm. and without steven adams to just essentially yeah. recycle mm-hmm. it's an offense that's going to be largely predicated on getting out and running and mm-hmm. firing before defense is set Yes, it's and, gonna be and, and hope hoping you can overcome some of the rebounding sure. advantage by hitting more threes than you normally sure. do. I think that's what it's gonna be. But the crux of my whole argument comes down to this fact: I think it's entirely possible you're going to have two top twenty-five players and then another top one hundred player at the absolute minimum. That's a pretty good team. Yeah, like, and I think it's been proven their style works in the regular season. Mm-hmm. We can debate whether or not. The playoff, the the lack of playoff success is system based, talent based, personnel based, availability based. We can have that argument, but it's pretty clear at this point it works in the regular season. And then furthermore, what we've seen more than ever, or at least in the post LeBron super team era, the preseason projections are becoming more and more flimsy. Mm. I mean, it used to be within a spot or two. Like, whatever the prediction was, like, that's kind of where everyone would end up mm-hmm. with the, like, the rare exception, like, somebody lost, you know, their best player for 50 games or whatever, like, you know, injuries and whatnot. But for the most part, that's kind of the way that it went. If you look at last year, here were the uh, win totals for the West preseason. You ready? Mm-hmm. The Warriors. Okay. The Clippers. Okay. The Suns. So okay. all three – Finished what? The Suns, I think, were the best at five, or were they four? 
I think the Suns finished fourth in the West. Okay. Clippers were fifth. Warriors were sixth. Mm-hmm. Then they had the Nuggets. Then the Grizzlies, Timberwolves, Mavs, Pelicans. Mm-hmm. So the other way that I kind of look at it is these teams that everyone's putting in front of them, they all have massive question marks. Well, well here's the reality. Like, you look at, I think, Denver, for instance. If they have that starting five together the That's entire a, that season. That is an extremely formidable foe. Then, yes, they are great. They showed last – that was the thing that was impressive about last night. I felt like they only played for like 10 minutes, but that's all they needed. Yeah. Um, but then you've got Phoenix. Uh, look, I think it's going to work. Yeah, but, uh, but let's be clear. Durant's going to miss time. Yes, and Bradley Beal already is He's already out gonna, yes. right now um, with a back injury. And then you've got Golden State and the Lakers are both relying on really old players. Yes. Like in NBA terms. Like, yes. Golden State, if Steph Curry gets injured at all, like they're not. Well, Draymond, the spiritual engine yeah. of the team, is already out. Yes. And then with the Lakers, like it's 38 year old LeBron who's going to be on a minutes restriction this year, it appears. We saw he only played 29 minutes last night. And Anthony Davis, who, when he's healthy, you still don't know exactly what you're going to get from half we to saw half. saw it last night. Like the first half, it's like, oh my God. And then the second half was. Uh, eh. However, and then, and then Minnesota, like. When have they? They haven't been better than the Grizzlies the past two, three years. I mean, I guess if you want to make the Minnesota argument, the, here at least be, Sacramento. Like I can, like Sacramento was great last year. Like Minnesota barely got into the playoffs. I know they had a. I know they played Denver tough. I mean that the yeah, argument. Like, literally, that's the argument. It's like they played Denver tough, and Anthony Edwards was the best guy on, on a Team USA on like a not great Team USA. Well, Let's be a real. Third or no fourth place? Were they fourth third place? Third, third place. place they won the third place game. Yeah, like like. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, theoretically. Theoretically, they should have been really good last year, too. Um, so we'll see. Um, they're counting a lot on Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert, too. And is Carl Anthony Towns willing to not be numero uno on that team? Based on his based on his comments, no. <laughs> so, um, and then, I, although I will say this, though. I'm buying this, that they're in the right tier because it's right now. If you look at the Grizzlies roster right now, I would peg them. I don't know if I would peg them. I would peg Minnesota and Sacramento as above them, but I wouldn't put Memphis above them either. You know, like I think they're in the, they're all in the same grouping to me. Um, where I think Memphis is in that five to like ten or eleven range in the West right now with this roster, and the idea being. When you add Ja, and then hopefully you're in a position in a few months where one the one right move can really push you. Like I'm just ex- I'm expecting this team to stay afloat. And like Zach Lowe puts out there 11 and 14. Like if they can be 11 and 14 or better, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I just would make the argument where we've seen the Grizzlies get. Where the injuries have hurt them mm-hmm. is in the playoffs. Yeah. It has not really slowed them down in the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I, I'm buying that they're in the right tier, though. That feels like uh, with the Adams injury, I don't agree with them, though, that like I would have put them in the. I do not ca- think that, that they if, deserve to be in a different category than the Timberwolves. If Adams was healthy, I would have them ahead of Sacramento and Minnesota. If Adams was healthy. Listen, Sacramento was really fun last year. Mm-hmm. But can we also. They're really healthy. Can we also talk honestly about that? Mm. Like, exactly. They they were the team 
that played the most with all their starters. Yeah. Yeah. What are the odds that happens again? I think I don't agree with Lowe in that I wouldn't have had them below them with Adams. With Adams, I think Memphis is the better team. Without Adams now, that's where they, they fall back into this tier in my mind. Without Adams. And but he even puts in there with the with the caveat of they can add someone. Like they can go out and get someone I mean, if they listen, want. Listen, the reality is somebody that's trying is gonna miss the playoffs. Yeah. And there is a chance it could be the Grizzlies. Correct. To be honest. Like there's there also a chance. Ch- there's also a chance it's the Kings. There's mm-hmm. a chance that it's the Suns. Yeah. There's a chance that it's the Clippers. There's a chance that it's the Warriors. There's a chance that it's the T Wolves. Maybe a likelihood that it's the T Wolves. Could be the Lakers. I mean, someone's going to miss the playoffs that's trying. Yes. So, all right, let's move on. Okay. Because you wanted to talk about it more. I, I, I've, I'm, I, I'm worried we're doing a little – I'm worried everyone around the country – a little overkill on the Michigan story. No. That's no. – that's, that's, <laughs> you no, know what? That's wishful thinking? Yeah, no, I – I actually would argue people are going to get tired of this, Jeffrey. That you're that is a defense mechanism because you realize the more that it actually gets talked about, the more you realize, like, God, we were dumb. Like you can even you can accept that you think the rules dumb and that there should be radio systems in the head in the heads or in the helmets, whatnot. Like, but the it's more a witch hunt, Jeffrey, the they more want more boss blood. Like the more and more that it gets talked about, the more and more that this comes out. This is all just like, a witch hunt. You're for like, Harbaugh. oh my god, this was dumb. I disagree. So lone wolf, a man. It was a lone wolf. He yeah. has friends on the staff. All right, what is your buy sell shorter go to Reddit about buy the, the sell Michigan. shorter go to Reddit? This is a bad look for Michigan fans. Disagree. I feel like this is united Michigan fans. Like few things have in recent mm. years. Like few things have. How so? Look, we're all united in in defending our guys. And at no point do y'all ever maybe listen to yourselves because I've got a few questions, Mark. Okay. Well, so you so just to give everyone a heads up, Jeffrey notified me of some of his talking points today, and I floated them to the to the group chat. Yes, to, to my Important diehard work. Yeah, like, and I'll be perfectly clear, guys who bleed bleed Michigan blue mm-hmm. a little. That that stream Maze, is Maze a little stronger than mine because mm-hmm. I was always like, you know, I worked for the student paper, but although I never covered Michigan football, it's why I've just been able basketball, to, yeah, you know, just uh-huh. basketball. It's why my feelings about football and basketball are different. Um, so I, I floated some of this to them. So what 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 what's your <clears throat> case against Michigan? Jim Harbaugh in 2020, the COVID year, went two and four, and that capped a 47 and 22 run. Over six years. Mm-hmm. The first six years. As Pete Thamel reported, the allegations began in 2021. In that time frame, Michigan is 33-3. and three, And the conference record has improved from 34-16 and 16 to 22-1. and one. So this is pre-sign stealing, post-sign stealing. There is a clear difference in results. Furthermore... Can it I respond seems, to that individual? It, no, no, no. no. Okay. Furthermore, the two games that it's likely you didn't have their signs, TCU and Georgia, you got the absolute crap kicked out of you. Okay. So the response to the record thing. Okay. This was this was uh, 
my buddy Rob. I I, I included mm-hmm. him as well. Another diehard Michigan fan in this. He's yeah, not in the this group. Is, I'm not saying it's a bad spot to be in, but you're looping in more help. I'm looping you're in more help. You're calling it for like more attorneys. I knew he'd. I knew he'd. I knew he would. Uh, he would defend the call. Sounding the alarms, Jeffrey. You know why his record stunk those years? You know his QBs were those years. Jake Rudock, who's in medical school right now, Wilton Spate, John. My friend calls him Acorn. It's John O'Corn. They call him John Acorn. Brandon Peters and SC. This is his words. SEC reject Shea Patterson. He also notes before Dabo had Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. Was he winning? Oh my God! Y'all have gone all in on McCarthy, haven't you? As he notes, McCarthy is the best quarterback in the end. He he is the Heisman favorite. He is the Heisman favorite. Congratulations. His record changed when he got a good quarterback. In October, every single one of those quarterbacks were guys that he identified. But they all stunk. Well, then he's a bad identifier. Not with J.J. McCarthy. That's why the record changed, though. Not because he got signals. Because he got a good quarterback. That has nothing to do with the defense. I'm just saying. So the argument is... Got good quarterback. He started winning games. All right. Furthermore, okay, this is why I sometimes really love this sport. Mm-hmm. We got heroes from VolQuest. And for those that don't know. <laughs> I couldn't believe VolQuest got involved. Listen, like, VolQuest involved no, no. in this. That's why, that's yeah. why I know you're Everything, not. It's like yeah. Kevin Bacon of college football. That's why I know you're not a real college football fan. <laughs> the fact that you did not foresee the plot twist would be, it all comes back to VolQuest. That's where all... VolQuest is maybe one of the most legendary message boards yeah. in the entire it's all, sport. It's, it was, you know, it was, a, it was a message board in like the '90s when internet first started. Correct. Uh, where did that? I've got it for you. Okay. okay. So um, Andy Staples tweeted this out last night. What's weirder than the news tonight that the now suspended Michigan staffer accused of a sign stealing operation bought tickets to Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, and Tennessee games in 2022? Hmm. A VolQuest poster dropped the dime on all this in December. Ode, and this is from this Arnie, is the, uh, Arnie, Arnie, Arnie Palmy Alert uh, is a member. Oh, do I have a story on that. One of my little brother's quote-unquote friends is a quote-unquote scout for them. Michigan, he's talking about. They paid for him to travel to the UT Vandy game, had planned it before the loss, obviously, to try to steal our signs. He's from Nashville originally, so he just went anyway, even after our loss, since it was Thanksgiving. Says he and the others are never allowed to talk to Harbaugh directly about it. No clue if related, but I post on here. Yeah, so that's what he said. And this winds up perfectly with Richard Johnson of Sports Illustrated's fantastic story today, in which we find out basically, like verbatim, like that's kind of how it went. Mm-hmm. Like it matches up beat for beat. And this is a VolQuest post, I believe, from December 22. Yeah, something like that. So over nine months ago. Mm-hmm. And how do you square this? Well, I would just say this. And a lot of this, Jeffrey, to me, just confirms the lone wolf aspect, mm. aspect of this. this There's clear We also have news today that this guy Stallions had a manifesto written about how to, like, steal signs in football. This was just a lone no, no, wolf. No, 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 no. The manifesto was how to make Michigan great again. Well, regardless, this was a lone wolf. This was an overzealous fan who got a job on staff and convinced the staff that he was really good at deciphering signs. And they didn't know how he was doing it. They just figured he was like a former Navy guy who was good at it. And, like, they didn't tell him to do it. But, you know, they weren't going to say no when this staffer said he knew how to do the signs. 
by the way, this guy sounds like he sucks. <laughs> I, quote, I, I quote from Richard Johnson. It did not take long, or it did not take Connor Stallions long into the text conversation to start boasting about his connections to the Michigan football team. Quote, I'm close with the whole staff. Particularly, he said he became close with CP and Jay Harbs. Does anyone call Jim Harbaugh Jay Harbs? I don't know. <laughs> I certainly don't. Like, that is so gross. Um, as, as the group chat says, Jeffrey, mm-hmm. one, it's not even clear this is against the rules. <laughs> Two. I do love that. <laughs> it's pretty clear you can't go to an opposing stadium and film their sides. Two. That seems pretty clear. This very much sounds like an overeager psycho fan taking liberties to prove himself. Three, the competitive advantage almost zero. This stuff's available on the All-22. Multiple coaches have said this well, doesn't matter. in fairness, on the All-22, they do not. The, if you've ever seen the All-22, shout out I have. There's yet to there, be. No, no, hold up, hold up. No, no, no. This is where y'all's argument falls apart. The cut-ups that, the, that you're required by the leagues to share, Mark, they do not have the sideline. Like, the All-22, it just shows the play. It doesn't show everything leading up to the play. There's yet to be. Yet to be. Any proof, Jeffrey, there's no smoke, there's no smoking gun of what he captured in person, being delivered to, or paid for by Michigan. Okay. No proof. How do you square when Michigan's on offense, he's right behind the offensive staff looking at the other sideline, and then when Michigan's on defense, he's Again, right behind the defensive staff. They just staff. thought this guy was good at stealing signs in the game. They didn't That's, know how he was doing it. That is really like this is sad. Y'all are better than this. And actually, you know what? It's a lone wolf. It's an overzealous guy trying to prove himself to the staff. It's just so they sad should take to a see hit y'all for come it. down to this level. They should take a hit for it, but it's not that big I of a thought, deal. I thought y'all were better than this. Will y'all just finally admit like the idea that Michigan somehow like responds to a higher order? It's just not true. Y'all do the same crap everyone else does. I can't wait till we win a national championship this year. And it gets vacated? I won't get vacated. This is deflate gate. This is deflate gate. Well, I mean, Brady did get suspended in the know. end. I know, but it's like ultimately, it's a nothing burger. They'll get they'll get a hit they'll get hit on this later on. They will, probably. I st- I, don't, did you, did, I really don't know. Well, did you did so? Did you see what he's been on the show once before? My former professor John Bacon, mm-hmm. who is. Like he he's written multiple books about University of Michigan football. He's Jim he, Harbaugh's autobiographer. He, he is like an ins- like when he says something, it's coming from the estate. There's very few people who really have the pulse and like the ear of like the true establishment at Michigan, like mm-hmm. the true powerful boosters. And Jeffrey, he said today on the radio in Michigan, mm-hmm. you're not going to believe this. This is an inside job. No way. He thinks. He thinks or Harbaugh thinks? He thinks. Uh-huh. A fellow named Jim Stapleton, who is also, in his book that he wrote three and out on the Rich Rod era, the same booster who reportedly sabotaged... Oh, that is an underrated great title. <laughs> ...sabotaged Rich Rod is now trying to sabotage Jim Harbaugh. Apparently, this guy... He got former, sideways... Got sideways with Harbaugh. He's a he's a minority owner of the Vikings. According to Bacon, sabotaged Harbaugh getting that job a year or two ago when Kevin O'Connell th- got wait, it. Wait, wait, I thought he wanted to – I thought he just – his heart was at Michigan. 
Jim Stapleton, according to John Bacon, sabotaged Harbaugh for that. And now he's on the NCAA committee's in, uh, infractions committee now. It's his first year. And according to Bacon, as he put it, Michigan's going to take a hit for this. But most of all this leaks, all these leaks you're getting, all this evidence the NCAA has, Jim Stapleton, according to John Bacon, is the one leaking it. It's an inside job. Well, then let me ask the obvious follow-up. Why does he have so much power in the program? Well, he doesn't have power in the program. He's on the commi- infractions committee. But this uh, he's, quote-unquote, a Michigan man, and all he does is undermine you. I don't know if it he's a Michigan like- man or not. He's a Detroit-area businessman who's a booster. Let's see. Let's that's, look him up. That's my point. Yeah. So why has he got any... Why does he have any behind-the-scenes power? He's a former regent at Eastern Michigan. Shout out uh, our boy. There's a... Monty. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, he's... Uh, but he, he he spearheaded the downfall of Rich Rod, and he's now spearheading the downfall love, of Jim I love, how, I love how everything... This is all just for Harbaugh's blood. Bacon, I would say everything that Bacon is saying, you can just hear Harbaugh saying it to him. Like, you can just... Yes. I'm neither here nor... I can neither... Attest to that. I have not spoken to John Bacon. Mm-hmm. I can just relay what he said on the radio. Good point. Jeffrey, this is a witch hunt. They want Jim Harbaugh's blood. It's so sad to see you like this. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk to Cobb next. We'll get his thoughts on the AAC actual additions and potential additions. We'll do that next right here on J9 and Jeffrey. 92.9 FM, ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the next generation 10G network. Only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. David Cobb writes about college football and college basketball for CBS Sports. Follow him on Twitter on X at David W. Cobb. Cobb, I want to do the group chat check-in. What was the atmosphere in the group chat when Tennessee, let's let's say the moment that Tennessee picked off the pass when they're up 13-7, it looked like maybe they're going to go down 14-13, and then they proceeded to march right down the field and score right before they have to make it, uh, was it 20-7, to I think, at the half? Oh, yeah. People were making emergency runs to the uh, tobacco store to get <laughs> their cigars. I mean, they were looking around the, the house, opening every drawer, looking for the cutter, the little cigar cutter, you know. And uh, 
Yeah, everybody everybody in the Tennessee group chat was ready to light them up uh, at halftime, and then uh, the second half happened. When when did you sense the tone and the tenor in the group chat had changed? Well, I mean, I think immediately Alabama comes out and goes right down the field and, and scores in a way that suggested the second half was going to be very different. And then, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if I have the sequence exactly right, but shortly thereafter, Tennessee failed to convert a fourth down uh, in its own territory, and that was the moment when the momentum really shifted in an irreversible way uh, to Alabama. And, guys, I've been to Bryant-Denny for a Tennessee-Alabama game, and, and that stadium is is incredible for, for those huge games like that. And, I, you know, I can just, even though I wasn't there, I can just feel, <laughs> I can just feel how the energy shifted uh, in that moment. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was done, though, once they failed to, failed to get that fourth down conversion. How seriously are you taking Alabama in terms of in terms of actually being able to pull this off and make it back to the playoff? Uh, pretty seriously now, because you look at the SEC, you look at Brock Bowers and his absence for Georgia, and yeah, he could be back in, in time for an SEC championship game, uh, hypothetically against Alabama. But are we sure that a a lock to be a top ten pick doesn't? decide just to shut it down right so no. what I'm getting I, I don't I don't think you can do any I don't think you can make any assumptions like that anymore right exactly right and so what, what I'm getting at with that is is we could be in a scenario where the best team in the SEC has to navigate life without their best player for the rest of the season that's within the realm of possibility and that opens the door to the possibility of Alabama being the SEC representative in the college football playoff I mean they still have to get past LSU, they still have to win the Iron Bowl. But if eh. they play like they did in the second half against Tennessee, uh, that version of Alabama can absolutely compete for a, a national title. I think you're right. I keep thinking that someone, like at a certain point, the the ceiling of the offense is going to bite them. But every single week they keep passing the test. I mean, I really do think it boils down to can LSU – can LSU post a number they can't get to? Mm. I think that, like, and then they get that game at home, and then you're right. Then the, you know, all of a sudden the Georgia game. I mean, Georgia's offense doesn't feel as explosive as it did last year, even though you look at it like on a down to down basis. I don't know. What do you think? What's Georgia's biggest threat right now? Probably itself. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, which is, I guess, in fairness, isn't that kind of where we were all summer? Yeah, exactly right. And this is the most difficult portion of Georgia's schedule. It it doesn't look uh, that daunting maybe to some, but, I mean, Missouri, Ole Miss, Tennessee, they're all capable teams. I don't think think Georgia will be anything less than a a 7.5-point favorite in any of those games. Uh, Maybe at Neyland. You could talk me into their double digit in every single one of them. Yeah, absolutely. So they should win out without a whole lot of trouble. But the cocktail party could get weird. It's a rivalry game. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I guess with Georgia, what I want to see amid the absence of Brock Bowers is that offense get a little bit more diverse, diversified a little bit, uh, establish Ra-Ra Thomas and Dominic Lovett and get Oscar Delp going and get the running game going to to a degree that inspires a little more confidence. I mean, they've not been – dominant running the football this season. Uh, so I, I, I think this gives Georgia a really good opportunity, if you want to be a, a, an optimistic uh, person, to show a different side of themselves and, and 
start to flex a little bit because to this point, whenever they've been in a tough situation, Brock Bowers has just bailed them out. And now they're going to have to grow a little bit, and that could help them in the long run. I was trying to, I was having another conversation off the air. When's their last home loss? <laughs> Georgia, yeah. Oh, it's, I'll tell you what it is. I just looked it up. It's that weird South Carolina game in 2019. Wow. Wow. That's a long time ago. I mean, pre pandemic. Yes. <laughs> wow. And I believe, wasn't that the game that Fromm threw like five picks or four picks? You know what? I bet South Carolina stole the signs. That's how they won the That's game. That's a great point. That's what happened. Cobb, what's going to happen with Michigan? Well, it's now become the college football version of the Houston Astros scandal. It, has it not? I mean, this is... There is oh, so what you're telling me is we're going to win a World Series? All right, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> but it has all the makings of that because you have a dominant championship-level team that probably didn't even need to cheat but whose title will be permanently marred uh, by the fact that they did. And so nothing is Allegedly. Really J- David, allegedly. I've yet to see any you definitive. Know what, I, know, I know Cobb. Hey, I know are we you, sure they broke the rules? Cobb, I know you wrote it up. I agree wholeheartedly with Dion on his take of, I care way more about, if you're, if you're running the Astros electronic buzzer trash can scheme and you know what pitch is coming, that is a lot bigger advantage than knowing what offensive plays they're going to run. Or yeah, D- yeah, yes, and I'll defer to Dion on that, but I don't think this is any small thing, the degree to which they were breaking the rules. What are you talking oh. about, Cobb? It's a, Mark just told me. It's a lone wolf. It's a road. It's a lone wolf. This guy's yeah. such a crazy... Uh, he has a manifesto, he, he apparently. Has, he's insane. He's got a manifesto. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'll tell you what. It has reached uh, the point at CBS Sports where we have now started a live blog. Told you! Uh-huh. Mark, Mark Mark was doing the move because he, he came in. I was like, we're talking about it. And Mark's like, I just – everyone's just going to get turned off. I just don't know if Memphis just, is interested in this. No, everyone is interested in this if you watch football. It's because they want Harbaugh's blood. It's just – Harbaugh is just like Dion in the sense that everyone's got an opinion. You're either a Harbaugh guy or anti-Harbaugh. But you got an I feel opinion. Like there's more Dion guys than Harbaugh. I guys. will say this though. <laughs> I'll say this though, Cobb. Mark is doing the move where Mark doesn't want to talk about it because he is recognizing the more you talk about it, the more you're like, oh my God, we were so dumb. And it ain't going away either. Like you can try to ignore <laughs> this, but but it it ain't going away. Like can't you? I yeah. can already envision Harbaugh. Sna- remember remember when uh, I think it was when UNC was in the. Uh, Final Four. Remember when Roy Williams, or maybe it was Kansas, and it was like they were in the national championship game, and there were rumors of him leaving to go to North Carolina, and he snapped at Tracy Wolfson in a pregame interview. <laughs> I, yes, I do remember. I'm this. already having visions going into the national championship game. Who would be the sideline reporter for the national championship game? It'd be uh, Heather Dinich. No, not no, Heather no, 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 no. She'll be like on ESPN Seven. Who does? Who's uh, who's with Herb Street and Fowler now? Is like is the sideline. Is it Holly? Yeah, Holly. Holly's gonna he's gonna snap at Holly Rowe because Holly Rowe's gonna ask him a sign stealing question like you know an hour before the national championship. I can already envision it. I can. Uh, the thing about it is like Harbaugh denies involvement or knowledge. Well, that is one thing we haven't talked about. I, and you, I'm, I want you to answer this. Why would he so definitively say in his statement? That he had no knowledge of this, if it can be proven that he had knowledge of this, because he's confident that there's enough layers of insulation between him and him and Connor Stallions. The, the, the concept of him not knowing that this guy was on his side—he just thought he was good at stealing signs. He didn't know how he was doing it. He didn't ask questions. It, bruh, 
Brown, come on. Lone Wolf. The guy had a manifesto. Yeah, the guy sounds like a psychopath. There's no doubt about it. But isn't Jim Harbaugh a little bit of a psychopath? A little bit. <laughs> I mean, I, Just think this, football I think this is the real question. Because I think we all agree. If this comes down to some type of NCAA discipline, there's no way that this gets this gets legislated before, no, before yeah. anything. I do think the actual question is whether or not the Big Ten takes any action. But if you're the Big Ten, no way. why would you do that? Yeah, no way. This is no. your – This is. Pro, I mean, I guess you could make the argument Ohio State, but I certainly think Michigan looks the part more than Ohio State, and that is your best chance at a national title in the first since, what, Ohio State in 02? No, Urban Meyer won. Oh, one. yeah, Herb's won one. Yeah, that's right. No, no the, the Big Ten's not going to do anything, and the college football playoff won't either. I mean – uh, no, maybe, no, of course not. The TV executives, you think they don't want that? But, it, but of course, in five or six years, when all this is adjudicated, right, Michigan's title then hangs in the balance. And this yeah, this is just becomes the, the Astros scandal at, at mm-hmm. a college football level. That's what it is. And it was just, I mean, it's unnecessary. Michigan is good enough to beat teams without their signs. I mean, they, they, are, they are so good that it wasn't even well, necessary. Cop, we don't know. All the evidence suggests that Michigan before sign stealing was pretty mediocre. Well, I don't know. Connor, Connor Stallions was on paid leave for that 49 nothing win at Michigan State. Yeah, that was what was unreal. The, you had all the Harbaugh stuff, and Michigan State still found a way to come off looking worse that weekend. <laughs> like that is a, That's a hat tip. Hat, the, literally, I think the only way to look worse than yes, Michigan was to invoke Hitler. Yes, to put Hitler on your jumbotron. <laughs> yes, I think that's probably fair. Yeah, I, I've written more. Actually, I've written more negative headlines about Michigan State in the last week than I have against Michigan, which is which is bizarre. Uh, it's yeah, uh, rough times, interesting times in in the Michigan Big Ten football landscape. All right, I want to ask you a couple of AAC questions, but before we get that, Mark and I stumbled on the upcoming coaching carousel. We kind of got like low key excited. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot. There's gonna be we can have some sexy jobs open. This I year. will say this though. Are you surprised we're at October 25th, and other than Mel Tucker, nobody's been fired yet? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Usually by this time of the year. Well, I feel like this Sunday is when it starts, and I'm like, I'm like keeping my head on a swivel because I'm on this Sunday, and so oh boy. I'm trying to look oh like, boy. who can I pre-write? You know, um, you got you got that you, well, got, that, you got that Pittman pre-write ready. Pittman. Does he play? Are they uh, are they off this week? I think they finally yeah, have, they, they're off. They finally have their buy. Yeah, they're off. Yeah, because the I think I'm there was the, I think there was the theory that if he was going to get fired, it was last week because of the buy, and he 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 fired Enos instead. Yeah, yeah the OC got the axe. Problem solved. Well, hey, look, Jimbo Fisher and A and M. Like, if if he loses South Carolina, like I'm I'm going to be pre writing that one. Yeah, and then like. Like we might as well go ahead and put Indiana and Tom Allen in the quiver, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. they are two and twenty in the Big Ten over the last three seasons, and they play Penn State this week. Yeah, so, like Penn State I mean, gets a rebound game at home against Indiana. That could get ugly. Yeah, doesn't the buyout go down from December? Does Indiana that- strikes me not with Indiana football strikes me as we'll wait, we'll wait this out till the end of the year. We're not going to spend more money than we need to. Type of situation. Yeah, I'm not sure the um, the. Message boards and the and the anger on the on the uh, fan sites is such that Indiana's going to feel like they have to make a move in October, but uh, they're going to make one, right? Like they can't just keep yes. thinking this bad. I mean, you know? can't keep asking people. He's and, gonna, I think owe them a lot of money. Though. No, but I guess I think if they wait till December, it goes down. So you just you just. Wait. I think no. I think the problem is it's like 
it's like an awkward date. It's like March or something like that where it goes down. Where it, it'll be interesting. Indiana is going to be interesting. I think it's also uh, not going to be a very desirable job. I I know this. Most people that cover the industry have Seems already to think. they already think that Indiana is opening no matter what. Okay. All right. All right. So Cobb, the AAC questions. All right. We we get the news today. It's official. Army's coming in. Although it's still weird, like they're keeping their own TV deal. The Army Navy game, like you don't get any piece of that. Mm-hmm. What do you make of it? Well, it's—I mean, they're just backfilling for SMU's departure, right? I yeah. mean, it's, it's logical to get to 14 teams. It, it, it is unfortunate for the AAC that they don't get Army Navy like as part of the league. Um, I know those two teams will be in the league and there might be some sort of periphery uh, help with that. But like the fact that you don't get the army Navy game as part of the league package is a little bit of a, a little bit of a downer there. Like I don't uh, see what value you're necessarily getting out of army without having that game as part of your TV package. Now, like I, I, I look at it as is better than some of these other teams they added, like, you know, the ones that are in their first year now. Like, Army's better than Charlotte. Like, it's a better ad than Charlotte, I think. And a better draw, TV-wise. Yeah, and a better, you know, it's like a cool road trip, too. Like, that's a bucket list guys, place to they, watch a game. They don't but... have a better airport. <laughs> yeah, they're not a big city. But, I, I don't know, I just, I, I don't think it's a bad ad. I just don't see where it adds any value for the AAC, ultimately, if you don't have this Army-Navy game as part of the package. Yeah, was that an old school RC Johnson reference? Yes, to like the yes, Memphis it was. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. and and we made the joke that basically it felt like the American ads were just like, okay, who's got who's got direct flights? Yeah, who's from got Dallas? direct flights that we can send everybody? <laughs> uh, well, what's more American than Army? Well, I did see the joke today. Uh, I think maybe Zach Bennett made it. I do respect how Army has only joined two conferences. The American and Conference USA. Those are the only two. Like, they both have the USA in it. I, I do kind of respect that. Well, okay, and then I, I saw some speculation on this. Uh, might have been from from Dodd at CBS. At least at one point in, in the not too distant past, Air Force was under consideration for the AAC. Like I think that, that was cool. when that was when. Remember, they were trying to. They were kind of trying to raid the Mountain West, and the Mountain West, like, well, we're trying to raid you, uh, and then right. like instead of. Instead of reaching the obvious conclusion is, why don't we merge somehow? Um, they just agreed to, like, move on. Well, that I- Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.